Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ask the Amigos section of, uh, uh, yes, this thing. Eloquently put, Boat. This is where we answer people's questions that pose them on Discord. Uh, Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, asks, What is the strangest request or question that has been asked since the show started? Strangest request, Boat. I don't recall any real wacky requests. Do you, right off the top of your head? No, I... I, I think they've mostly been... Uh, the strangest questions, probably all that uh, uh, weird Tiger Show series stuff yeah. that I, I don't know anything about. That was pretty weird. But I can't think... No one said, like, uh, do a show uh, in, 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 like, a toga or anything like that. <laughs> There's been no bizarre requests. Yeah. Maybe there will be some now, but I can't think of any. I agree. Laurent asks... Um, Let's see. Uh, how far from it, one another do the various creatures which were visible on the Amigo shows at one point live from one another? A.K.A. Uh, where do you, all you guys live and how all, far away do you live from one another? Wow, that that was quite a, <laughs> an opening. The, the translation from French was long. <laughs> we are about, what, about uh, four or five miles? Yeah, four or five probably. miles between Amigo Studios West and East. As a crow flies, but it's a real simple. Basically, it's not as the crow flies. Either, it's, as, it's as the car drives. It's shorter. And on either on, we both live on either side of Hurricane. Mm -hmm. So if you go under your Google uh, contraption, you look at Hurricane West Virginia. If you go towards Huntington, that's where boats at, mm -hmm. like right outside of town. Right. And if you go towards Charleston, that's where I'm at, right outside of town. Right. I'm. It's very. It's it's right. We're really. Uh, it's the amount of distance from us to town is about the same. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, let's see. And he says, how often do you get to see one another? And this includes all the hosts and your friends, spouses, partners who join you for the special episodes. I would say we get to see each other often unless we're in the midst of a pandemic, um, in which case we never get to see each other. But we get together uh, once a month for a computer club. That basically includes all the people that uh, live around here that we care about. And then there's also, like, Brent has a board gaming group that at various points in the past we were also part of uh, with a, yeah. with a different group, but there's a, there's a lot of mixing around. Uh, but I would say you know once a month at least is when we get together, and oftentimes more than that. Yeah, a boat. In fact, we often would go to our buddy Matt's house right. uh, to to hang out, to kick back, play some rock band, drink, and watch some Picard or whatever. Fantasy Island. Uh, we, I want to see more. Fantasy Island. That was great. So much fun. Uh, but w unfortunately, and boat, I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I long for your presence, my friend. I miss you desperately. Uh, this pandemic sucks. Uh, I've not seen you or any of my other good buddies for a couple months now, and it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. I can't wait till this is over. Yeah. And Brent, by the way, Curtis just said to the chat, Brent lives right diagonally right across the street from me. I can literally, I could easily throw a baseball from my yard to his, and I haven't seen him since I saw boat. <laughs> He's also been, that's the thing about this stupid pandemic. We can't, even Brent has been isolated. So I will say that's the one good thing from the pandemic. I don't see Brent every week. I do miss Brent because the technical uh, baloney I've got to go through to get him on the screen is, is much more a pain in the butt than actually seeing him. Lord Soup asks, Giving we mostly as Amiga fans can often take a dour view on Commodore's management and promotion of the format. Is there another company or individual you would rather have taken the reins, maybe keeping the format relevant into the 90s and maybe beyond? Well, boy, who would I have liked to ran Commodore except for the idiots that ran it? 
You know, <laughs> let's see. Who escaped the 80s, Boat? Nobody. Who did it? No, that's not true. That's not true. The PC escaped. Well, you, okay. The, the Mac, the Mac right. escaped, right? Well, everybody except uh, for Amiga escaped, basically. No, that's not true. Atari didn't make it. No, they, Atari know, definitely uh, made it. The Jag, baby. They were alive and kicking in the 90s. No. The, the, the Timex Sinclair, the, the TI, all those systems went away, you know? the uh, So uh, uh, who would I want to run it? I guess, as much as I hate to say it, the people from from Apple, I guess, would be the ones. Listen, the people at Apple have a knack for keeping their crap going. They're good at it. I have to give them credit. Listen, the Apple is as far away from the iPod and the iMac and all sorts of crap as it could be. But they there's a there's a they kept it going. They kept it going. They kept their fan base in check. Right. They kept them happy even through the down years. You were still there, and they kept them right up to now. They, they charge a ton of money for their extravagant boutique computers, but people, they still have fans. That's what I can see the Amiga have needing to stay. And the Amiga could have done it. They could have been like Apple. You know, and hear me out. If you had a, a visionary leader, right? Uh, like Mindy to, Ali. To run the show. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't like Mac and I don't like Apple. You know that. But you've got to give the devil his due, Okay. Uh, the and the devil, uh, the, look, they fired the guy that made them, and they brought him back because they started tanking. You know, this guy, God bless him, he knew what he was doing to a certain degree. He knew how to keep people happy. Uh, so I can see the the Apple people having toted the Amiga. Of course, it'd be pointless for them to do that because they got the Apple. But you see my point here. I'll tell you. I'll throw out a name here. The guys that uh, run Lenovo would be would have been a good choice. I think I've always thought Lenovo was a good country. They picked they they picked up the remnants of the IBM PC uh, business and moved it forward in a positive way. If the, if if a, if an outfit like Lenovo could have invested in all the Amiga stuff, I think you could have had something. But it's going to be tough to tote those that stuff forward. You know, in a weird way, the Amiga is in a is is in a good place now. Uh, and I say that knowing what's going on, but I mean, listen, just the sheer fact that the Amiga is getting talked about, it's getting written about, people are buying them, pe there are people making stuff for them, the cons are bigger than they've ever been. I don't think you could have asked for much more than this vote, uh, given when the Amiga was out and when it had its success. What What do you think? I'm going to go with Michael Dell. Um, oh, because uh, yeah. you know what is the what is the secret of Dell? The secret of Dell is that you you offer a mail order experience that allows you to customize your machine however you like. That is the genius of, of Dell. And if they could have offered you know if they could have offered basically your variety of Amigas from something as basic as a sixty eight thousand bare bones gaming system all the way up to like an O sixty or whatever in, in a tower format but keeping the costs low by doing it all through mail order and not going through your normal retail channels, that would be a way that they could have kept it alive. That's, a, that's an excellent response, Boat, an educated response. I think uh, uh, Dell or a Gateway before they were bought would have both, and of course I believe Gateway actually owned, it was a Gateway that owned some of the Amiga assets yeah, that, for they a while. Were, they were on board for, for a split second, the, yeah. The problem is Gateway was on was on their way to being purchased in the first place, so they were out of the loop. And of course, Michael Dell got out of Dell mm -hmm. for a long, much like he came back, mm -hmm. but he was out for a long time. 
but you're right. You may be onto something there. If, if those guys could have got in on the ground floor, you know, the, here's the thing, though. Here's the bottom of the truth, because we, we talked about this quite a bit. The Amiga, the Atari ST, these machines, uh, the the all these 16-bit machines, what was their future? Really, inevitably, they had no future, did they? Right. I mean, honestly, even the Apple, which is still around, is a is sort of a boutique, uh, specialized. I'm not bad mouthing. Don't get me wrong; it's got its place. But I'm saying PCs rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they were going to rule no matter who was running Amiga or or Commodore. Or who was running Atari, you know? I think the future of, and I think they knew this. I think the future of, of of a company like Commodore or Atari, they both knew, was the console area. They tried. It was a half-assed job. They tried. They didn't get the job done, and they were gone. I don't think they had a future in the PC market because you could see the writing on the wall. The PC market was going to consolidate into a uh, into an MS DOS slash Windows PC, and there was not a whole lot that could be done about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Russell asks, as John and Aaron are two proud West Virginians, it's only natural they will be armed to the teeth. But which of them <laughs> has the bigger arsenal? I.e., do you own firearms? Have you ever fired some? Do you see the attraction? Um, so uh, I. Uh, I don't own any any firearms. I'm in general. I am one of these people that is. Uh, I do not want to own a gun because I'm of the opinion that unless you're highly trained with firearms, you can do much worse owning them than not owning them. That said, uh, I'm not anti uh, responsible ownership of firearms. Uh, I'm not somebody that that thinks that we should take away all the guns because practically that's that's impossible. And, um, and I grew up with guns. Uh, my, my father has always been a gun owner. Uh, I've, I've shot guns my whole life. Um, I've shot rifles. I've shot pistols. Um, I've been hunting. Um, I'm not against gun ownership. I'm not against hunting, although that's not really a question. Um, but, the, you know, of course, the, the, the issue of, of, of uh, gun violence in America is, is insane, um, and uh, there are no easy answers to how to solve this problem. But just sticking with the actual question itself, uh, I do not own firearms, and uh, and I am not in the market to own any firearms. You know, it's funny to me to watch... Uh, I watch a lot of British stuff. And if you ever seen a movie, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, they go to great lengths to these guys to get some rifles, to shoot, They have to, to get some guns. Because it's funny, as an American, we got guns everywhere. Yeah. I, I live across the interstate from a firing range, and I mean, they're blowing crap up day and night over there. Gunomania. So, like Boat said, you're not getting rid of guns in this country. There's there's so many guns out there as you can imagine, all right? Uh, I'm a transplanted to West Virginia via, I grew up, I was born and spent five or six years in New Jersey before we moved here, but haven't been here this long. I, I guess I'm a proud West Virginia. Yeah, when you move here when and, you're six, you're West Virginia. Yeah. Guns are as common here as anything. Uh, I don't have guns. I don't, let me see, I don't have guns. I don't like guns. I don't fire guns. I don't trust myself around guns, and I don't trust anyone else around guns. Uh, uh, I don't like the simple point-and-click interface uh, of a gun. That much said, my dad hunted, a whole family hunted. Everybody hunts around here, deer hunting. And really, deer hunting is a necessity around here because the deers will take over the roads. Right. You're going to have tons of acts and stuff. You don't thin out the herd. Uh, so it's that's kind of 
a lot of people are like, oh, they're killing all these innocent animals. And it, I, I, sort of, I'm sort of with you. But in some ways, it's it's necessary because we've got so many deer and stuff around. It's it's unbelievable. That much said, uh, I would never own a gun, but I am for responsible ownership of them. If you're going to have, listen, we got a country full of guns. we got piles of guns. If you're going to have guns, you need to uh, be educated. And I think most people are. Uh, especially around here, mm-hmm. uh, most people know pretty good gun safety because a lot of people are legacy gunners. Like, like you were talking about your dad, uh, a lot of people have had guns in their house for generations, and so they understand how to take care of a gun, how to treat a gun. Uh, that much said, I won't have one in the house. Uh, and people are like, "Why don't you have one of these for protection?" Whatever. Listen, uh, it's not. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, how often is, I mean, if it comes up where I, I can't protect the family because a guy has a gun, I guess I screwed up. But otherwise, I'll take my chances because a lot more people get uh, killed or shot from cleaning the gun or screwing with the gun than somebody breaking in the house and trying to shoot them. So I'm not a big gun guy. But, you know, it's a simple fact of life in the States. If I could wave a wand and all the guns would be gone, I'd be waving that sucker big time. But they're here, and so we've got to deal with them. I work directly across the hall from a gun range boat i've heard every conceivable type of gun fired guns that shook me but knocked me out of my chair right so there's a zillion different types of guns they're used in all sorts of crimes you know what are we going to do about them i don't know but i would be more than happy to see them all go away but since that's not going to happen all i can say is get your kids educated at a young age to what how to handle a gun what they are so they're not a, a toy to them and otherwise, just stay away from them, yeah. you know, or, or, you know, that's basically my philosophy, but I'm like you. Yeah. Rushi asks, what's your favorite modern cartoon theme song, and why is it Puffin' Rock? I don't know that show, do you? Uh-uh, never heard it. I know Fraggle Rock. What's your favorite modern cartoon theme song? Modern cartoon? Um, gosh, well, well, do you have a thought on that? Yeah. Pepper Ann, baby. Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann, much too cool for seventh grade. Kitchen now. I don't know. It's been like 20 years since I saw Pepper Ann. But that was an awesome you know, I, song. You know, I didn't even watch the show that much. But the, thought, the theme song was so clever. I, and it's not modern, I guess. But if you ever watch the old Animaniac show. Oh, yeah. I, always thought that, I thought that theme was really good. Would you like me you to know, sing the whole thing right now for you? Yeah, I would. It's time for Animaniacs. And we're zany to the max. So just sit back and relax, and you'll laugh till you'll collapse. We're Animaniacs. Come join the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister Dot. Just for fun, we run around the Warner movie lot. They lock us in the tower whenever we get caught. Then we break loose and then vamoose, and now you know the plot. We're Animaniacs. Dot is cute, and Yakko yaks. Wacko packs away the snacks while Bill Clinton plays the sax. We're Animaniacs. Me, Pinky, and the brain, they want to rule the universe. Good feathers flock together while the slappy wax them with their purse. Buttons chases Nimby while Rita sings a verse. We're Animaniacs. We're Animaniacs. We have paid for paid contracts. We're zany to the max. There's baloney in our slacks. We're Animani. Totally insaney. Pinky and the brainy. Animaniacs. Those are the facts. Outstanding. Thank you. Outstanding, Boat. Outstanding. I'm so glad that question came up. That's, you know, that show was super clever. Alex, I didn't watch all of them, but I watched enough. And they've got an episode where they talk about all the different countries in the world. I mean, that song. Mm-hmm. 
How long did that take to write? Yeah. Have you heard this? I have. It's heard unbelievable, it. man. Mm-hmm. That show. That's one of those shows. You got your Batman animated series. You get your anime. There were some shows that came out, and they you could tell they're just like you know we're gonna make this awesome. Yeah. And they did. Bam. So yes, that's one. That, in terms of a modern show, I watch. I don't watch that many animated shows now. I watch Rick and Morty, which has no lyrics. I watch Bob's Burgers, which I like Bob's Burgers song. I like the songs they have in the show. But Animaniacs is way better. So I would I would go with that. This again, that's probably 15 years old. But I always thought that was a great song. I mean, Animaniacs definitely more than 15 years old at this point. Okay, I'm trying to give me a break. You know, <laughs> would you give me a break Ru- there? Rusi asks. Has the lack of in-resident schooling negatively affected Bathroom Fight Club, or are the kids just taking it online to the flame boards? <laughs> so this is well, this is in reference to the uh, Bathroom Fight Club that took place at the school that I teach at, where two boys would stand inside a stall, a bathroom stall, and a third boy would stand outside the stall holding the door closed while they fight clubbed on the inside. <laughs> you know, this reminds me, me and my buddy Mark... I miss Mark so much. He was a guy I went to college with, and I know him. I still occasionally talk to him. We did this thing called hate in an elevator. And anytime we would get in an elevator by ourselves, we would beat the crap out of each other until the door opened. That was the game. And so that was fun for us. And so I'm assuming that the, the, the bathroom stall fight would be very similar. Because how much damage can you do in a bathroom stall? There's not much you could do. You could whack a guy into the toilet. You could maybe give him a swirly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's about it. You know, so, but I mean, I, they were really thinking teacher, ahead when they set the whole thing up. As a teacher, how do you feel about this? I mean, are you down on it? Do you sort of secretly endorse it here on national video? Well, you know, well, that, uh, I like <laughs> I like a good scrap as much as anybody. And if you're going to have a good strap, what better place to have it than inside a bathroom stall with a third person holding the door shut? But a lot of bad stuff goes down in those stalls, man, and and a lot worse than just a couple guys. You know, fight. You know, the, well, I, I sincerely believe that a big problem, the, a big problem that we have with with schools these days, especially with boys, is that they don't have enough outlets to release their aggression. You know, there are all kinds of stories from the Catholic schools back in the days when the nuns ruled the place. There used to be a boxing ring in the school. Yeah. And when oh, two yeah. kids wanted to fight it out, they'd give them gloves and let them go at it. So I mean, like, you know, go ahead. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. You know, and I'll tell you, you know, speaking of those nuns. You know, my boss from the old computer store went to a Catholic school, mm-hmm. and he still held a a, 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 a a problem with these nuns. They would light him up. These nuns were no joke, boat. Now, I'm not Catholic. I never went to a Catholic school, but, I, you know, you hear about the nuns mm-hmm. with the ruler. Mm-hmm. And so this is the person I heard firsthand of a sucker that went to the school, and he told me, he's like, that's straight up true. These nuns would come up behind you with that ruler, and they would... Light you up old school. Yeah. Give you a Rick Flair chop with the ruler, and they would they would bust you up. Yeah. So the, the thought that the Catholic school would have a ring and boxing goes let two kids duke it out, that didn't surprise me at all. Yeah. That was part of it. Tough love, but That was all part love. of it. Let's see. Next up, uh, Pixels at Dawn asks, across, him. across all media, what is your favorite story? Well, <laughs> that's... That's a pretty broad question, Boat. You want to tackle that one? What's your favorite story across all media? I mean, my favorite story is, I mean, it's got to be Lord of the Rings. Like, it's the only story that I can bear hearing repeated a thousand times. I continue to listen to it on audiobook every night before I fall asleep. 
It's the classic yeah. hero's journey, you know, where you got this guy that is innocent and something bad happens to him and he has to go, you know, fight off the evil and then returns the universe to its proper balance. Um, I can't think of anything better than Lord of the Rings off offhand. You know, I'm going to, since he said across all media, mm -hmm. all right, I, and I'm going to puss up here. You ready? I'm ready. Prepare yourself. All right, you're going to talk about originally when Undertaker came on the scene, right? No. I heard a song today, and it was off an album. That I, I, uh, it's Atlanta Sports Sets Jagged Little Pill album. I've talked about how much I love this album. Yeah, you have talked about that. I love this album, and the what I like about it is Atlanta Sports said because if you listen to her previous albums, they were garbage, mm. hot garbage. It was dance. It was it was just Tina. It was when, crap. When she was on, you can't do that on television. Yeah, and so she comes out with this album, and I don't know who the hell this chick is, by the way. Right. All right, and by the way, huge album, big seller, huge album, made her career. Yeah. And every song on this album is her truthful uh, uh, and completely honest, raw, lyrical stuff. You might call it a Jagged Little Pill. That's right. The Jagged Little Pill album. And I love that album. And I think she, because I like the fact that someone comes clean. She And, and, and talks about stuff that pisses her off. Talks about what makes her mad, what she likes, what she hates. I love that album. And so as a as a overall story... I think that I think that that's in terms of raw emotion. I would put that up. I there. think that's a great if answer, had, man. That's a if great I had answer. more time, if I had more time to think about it, you know, I could probably come up with a movie or whatever. But I mean, that's fresh on my mind. And I remember the first time I, I was hanging out with a chick named Nancy, and she she introduced me to this album. And again, this is not the kind of stuff that I would normally get into. But I like the fact that this album was someone. I I legitimately think this is someone that actually wrote this stuff. Because they were pissed off or sad or happy or whatever, and then they recorded it, and it just had to be awesome. So I'll put that on the list. I like that answer. Very good. Yeah. Very thank good. you. Thank you, Bo. Thank you, Bo. Um, let's see. Uh, Rushi asks, "Have you ever watched a movie that was so disappointingly bad you wanted to walk away, but you didn't because you felt like it was a personal challenge and you refused to let them get yet one more up, one up on you?" <laughs> well, I've watched a lot of mystery science theaters, boat. Uh, in terms of going to, I, I go, if I went to the theater, I was like, "This is horrible. I'm leaving." Uh, I can only think of a few of movies that come up. I mean, I never walked out of a film, and I was at a movie where my friends walked out. Mm -hmm. You ever see that movie, Born on the Fourth of July? It's Charlie Sheen, uh, right? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think. No, that I was that was Platoon. No, it's a, it was uh, it's a, it was the other guy. Uh, hey, Cruise. Tom Cruise. Cruise was in it. Tom Cruise. It was. A, it's a good, it's a fine film. Vietnam I didn't have movie, a problem right? with it. That's right. I had friends walk out uh, when it played, mm. the, uh, and I thought it was okay. But uh, Mar Mars Attacks, uh, I think that was the name of that. That was one People I wanted to walk out, out on. Really? Was that not a good movie? No, I, I've never seen it. I hated it. it. Oh, okay. I thought it was crap. Okay. I, I thought it was horrible. Um, that was one. Uh, we saw this movie, uh, I wish I could remember the name of it, where these people, uh, Annabelle, Annabella. That's the it was scary Annabelle. doll, right? That's right, the scary doll. That sucked. I was ready to get out of that, but I, you know, I paid. When you when you pay ten bucks or whatever per ticket, well, plus I'm paying for another sucker. Right. I'm going to stay for Here's this movie what no matter do. what. When I was, uh, when I this was uh, probably twenty years ago now, I went to watch a movie called Stunt Man. Do you remember this movie? I don't. But this was a uh, this is one of these. It starred some comic actor. He played some stunt man. This movie was no good. Okay, and I was faced with the same existential question. I've paid 10 bucks to see this movie. Should I stay and tough it out? And the answer was, no. 
I got up, I walked out of there, and I walked into Hairspray, one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Wait a minute, you saw Hairspray in the theater? In the theater. Oh, now this, I this, salute you, sir. This was not, I salute you. This was the, I never thought that was pointed at the this was the newer. I mean, this is the newer Hairspray. There's been two, oh, you know. Oh, the second, the second one is better. That's the one that had Ricky Lake in it. No, the original Hairspray had Ricky Lake in it. No, the original Hairspray had uh, Divine in it. No, it didn't. The original Hairspray movie had Ricky Lake in it. They remade one after Ricky there was, Lake? There was no original Hairspray movie that had Divine in it. You're getting your John right, Waters com- movies confused. Anyway, this one had um, this one had a whole different cast of characters. It had uh, it had the guy from Back to the Future in it. It had uh, John Travolta playing a woman. <laughs> Look it up. I, type in divine. Type in divine hairspray. See how many millions no, I know you I've, get. It was 2007. That's when it came out. But I, wasn't there one before this? Yes, it had Ricky re- Lake in it. Okay, so they remade this since then. Yes, that's what's confusing me. Who was in the second one? Uh, uh, John Travolta is a woman, and Christopher oh, okay. and, and the, the the guy from uh, the what's his name as the other guy. But divine was in the first. No, one. there was no first one. The, the the one with Ricky Lake was Divine in that. I don't think so. They wouldn't let Divine on an actual movie set. What do you mean Divine was awesome? What are you talking about? He was awesome. Uh, uh, you didn't like Divine? No. Um, what uh, Rushi also asks: What's a movie that you will always feel compelled to buy each time it's released on a newer, higher quality format? <laughs> I never buy anything on a higher. I don't buy any media. Zero media. Uh, uh, I don't care about the, the quality of the picture. I'll put a VCR, and both you know this, so I don't have to tell you. I will watch garbage. I'll have wrestling that was shot on someone's butt. I mean, it's horrible. I don't care. So if I don't care if they have the super whamadine, triple Blu-ray, like you can see the nostril hairs. Don't care. I don't give a crap I, about any of that. I'm sort of similar to you. Except for me, I'm a little bit better, um, which I guess I could say for most things in life. Um, now wait, <laughs> no. Um, but the um, when I DVD was the big was the big thing for me, like because of the sound. When you like for me, like VHS, the picture was never an issue. But like sometimes you watch like an old DVD and the sound would just be crap. But DVD when they introduced like CD quality sound, that was a big deal. So I bought a lot of stuff that I had on VHS on DVD. But Blu-ray and UHD, QHD, no, I'm done. You know, I'm a. And this may surprise you both. I don't, I don't want to alarm you, but I'm a dirty, rotten, stinking, filthy pirate from way back, both. I've heard that. I ain't buying. I ain't buying nothing, uh, brother. I don't, and I ain't downloading a 20 gig D, a Blu-ray either. Mm-hmm. So they're safe. You only no you, really you only pirate VHS rips, is what you're saying. I pirate low res garbage. Mm-hmm. That's I, I don't even pirate that. I got crap I can never watch. You know what I mean? Listen, I got Netflix. Right, I got the uh, Hulu. I've got the uh, Amazon Prime. Right, I'm paying for all this crap. I can't watch it half the stuff that's on it. You know, there's too much stuff. I don't care. I've got, I've, I've got, I used to have, remember that mountain of VHS tapes I have? Man, I, I think about that sometimes just with fondness. I know, I know. And you know, uh, 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 I miss all those tapes, mm-hmm. you know. I remember at the uh, mountain, like, you had, um, you had the arcade machine, and then you had that shelf, and that shelf was like six shelves high, just full, full of VHS you know, tapes. You know, our, our good buddy tapes, tapes from the crypt. 
Uh, he's a big VCR, VHS guy. And I, I actually, I legitimately feel bad that I trashed that huge box of VHS tapes. I'll never get over it, mm-hmm. you know. But it had to happen because I had no choice, right? Uh, but I don't, the quality of stuff never bothered me. I remember back in the early days of, of movie bootlegging, if you had a cam recording of, of uh, Star Wars uh, Episode One, right, uh, which is one of the first things I remember getting, you were gold. You just watched some guy in the theater hold the camera up like a like a dipstick. Mm-hmm. It's shaking. Mm-hmm. You see suckers get up for popcorn, take a piss. No one cared. It adds right? to the ambience, really. Uh, well, it did. It, listen, that movie needed all the help it could get. <laughs> right. Right. But my my point is, I I would sit and watch it. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. You can't quite hear what they're saying. Eh. You can figure it out, you know? Yeah. So, so no, I didn't upgrade Jack Squat. I don't care, man. I, I don't give a crap about any of that stuff. Let's see. Rich asks, if you could have lunch with one person, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Oh, man. Houdini. That's a good choice. Houdini. Yeah, I, I've always been interested in Houdini. And, uh, you know, of course, his, his past is sort of mysterious. And uh, uh, I've always just been intrigued. Another guy, those two guys, there's two guys I would like to talk to. Uh, well, actually, three. I would like to talk to uh, 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 Houdini, H.P. Lovecraft, right, would be on there, and Sir Arthur Corner Doyle. All three of those guys would be on my short list. What about you? Well, I mean, if we're going all the way back, I'd say I'd say the big JC would be up there. You got to talk to Jesus. Yeah. Well, I didn't think about that. Because I, you I know, like... I, I just want to say, you know what? What's the deal with all this stuff? Give me the lowdown. <laughs> but if you know, salute. You trumped me on that one. I never thought about actually talking to the big man. But if we're talking about somebody sort of in the pop culture 20th century realm, uh, I've always really admired Steve Wozniak, uh, definitely more than Steve Jobs, because he seems so yeah. down to earth and cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's probably my answer. The Waz. You know, let me, let me ask you a question. This is a controversial. What if, what if you talk to the big man, JC, and he goes, listen, Boat, I'm just a guy. Right. Then, then what do you do? Then you change your you, way of thinking. That's it. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I noticed that, uh, 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 polyester links here says he'd like to go to deal with the nature. The Nate, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. I will say that it also crossed my mind. What would it? Now, let, I, sub question: What are? Yeah. I mean, what could you possibly want to know about the Nate that he hasn't already talked about? Well, I'd want to talk to the Nate in like 1985, at the peak of his. I just want to not because I don't. I don't listen. You don't give a crap what he's got to say. You just want to be with him when this stuff goes down. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've heard all these stories. He's naked on the plane with his robe yeah, on, yeah. walking the aisles. I want to be there for that. Okay. I will say that would be intriguing. So you really just want to see the naked ra- nature boy Ric Flair is what you're I saying. I don't want to see him naked, but, but I want to be there. You know for the, the ending of the robe panic. story. The ending okay, of the robe story is he's no longer wearing the robe. Listen. There's stewardesses involved. There's booze. There's cra- I want to be involved in some crazy antics. You know, you're not going to get that with Jesus Christ. You're going to get that with the Nate. That's true. That's my point. That's true. Chris Folds asks, if you could time travel, but it's a one-way oh. deal and only backwards, what era would you happily travel back to and be stranded in? These questions are completely insane. <laughs> so I have to go back in time, but I can't come back forward right. is what you're saying. Right. See, that's a trick question because... If I could say something like, boy, I'd like to go back and see, like, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'd like to see the the building of the Great Wall of China. Well, then you're screwed. You're sitting there. Yeah. You're you living know? in a time that you don't want to be living in because there's no toilets. That's 
I'll let you answer this one first. I, I would not one. want to go any back further than the 80s. Yeah. I would love to live in Silicon Valley in the 80s. Everything was on the up and up. All the cool people were hanging around there. Uh, you put your money in the S&P 500 and you get super rich. That's where I'd want to go. You know, Brock said it right there. And Bart Lesner? went too. No, Brock 101 in a chat. And our, our listen, listen, these people in the chat are not fools. These are, these are, these are geniuses. The early to mid-70s, all right? Now, I'll grant you, I was born in 71, but I was, I was a baby, all right? The 70s, as I recall, was this sort of laid-back, cool time where it was cool. I like the, the fashion. I like the, uh, uh, the decor. I just like that era, right? It's a laid-back sort of a... I'm a laid-back guy. I like that kind of stuff. So, But I'm like you. I'm not going back further than indoor toilets and stuff. That's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll time travel, but let's not get yeah, crazy. Yeah, Curtis says mid-70s Silicon Valley. That's AI. Yeah, I'd like to adjust my... I'd like to go back a little bit further than the 80s. Mid-70s Silicon Valley. Absolutely. Yeah. That, of course, you got to... even think about all the crap that went down to Tory right. and stuff. That'd be a lot of Man, fun. Man, hanging out know? with Nolan Bushnell in the hot tub, the Stogies. Plus, you could get your, you could get your stock market picks in early right. because we both know enough about stock market stuff to know... Okay, invest in this, mm -hmm. and then you're gonna make to make the money. Right. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, let's see. Um, Mitsuyama asks Aaron recently mentioned the hillbilly flea market on a podcast. Oh yeah. Can he provide yeah. some more details on this intriguing emporium and tell us what bargains can be picked up there? Absolutely. Boy, the hillbilly flea market comes up a lot, doesn't it? It bro? does. The Hillbilly Flea Market a, is a flea market. It's a, it's a series of buildings in Greenup, Kentucky. That's G-R-E-E-N-Up. I love how you, you slipped into Kentucky when you said Kentucky. It's like you, you Kentucky. Yeah, right. That's right. And it's a, uh, it's a hillbilly. It's a, it's a flea market, which is the, it's a building with rooms. And in these rooms, at the front of the room sits a hillbilly. And his wares <laughs> are stacked back yonder. You know what I mean, folks? I know. I know what back, you mean. Back, back yonder are his goods, and you're going to go in there and, and you're going to peruse whatever goods that feller's got. How many? How many? How many price? How many price tags are you going to see on this stuff, Aaron? You can see no price tags. Are you kidding me? <laughs> there might be a sticker on that sucker, but that's it. And so you go through here. So let me. I've actually shot a video. That I don't ever put it you up. Never, I've got, you never I've put got it up. footage. I've got footage of the red of the Hillbilly Flea Market. You walk in. You walk through a series of now. Don't get. Don't worry. There are alcoves with doors that you can go outside and smoke. Yeah. So you're covered. Don't worry about that. Right? That's no problem. Because everyone there's smoking. You go in. You go through, and then right in the middle of it's the hillbilly flea market restaurant. There's a there's a concession stand there with all the hillbilly accoutrement you need food wise. And then once you go out the back of the building, that ain't the end of the flea market. That's when the flea market really begins mm -hmm. because there are lot in the parking lot are some hillbillies that didn't they couldn't afford to get in the big building. That's where the deals are made, folks. That's right. I got I bought an television out there one time because this guy was like, "Listen, this is a hillbilly in television. There's a little mud on it." I was like, "I'm going to take a chance, pal." I bought that sucker. Uh, I've also bought other things out there, but that's the one thing that comes to mind. But the hillbillies are all—they're polite. Mm -hmm. These are straight-up country folk, both. Yep. They're not—they're not faux hillbillies. Mm. If you're in Green of Kentucky, you're not a poser. Not like you see friend. around here. No, these are real straight-up hillbillies. They're taking their money to go home and buy vittles for their youngins. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing. I like the hillbilly market. You can get a good deal in there. They'll—they will. Everything's negotiable, both. 
You know, you can always work out a deal, except for that Conan for the Atari 8-bit that I can't get the I can't get that guy to make a deal. He on. won't come down. You want sixty bucks? Solid sixty bucks. By the way, if you want clone Nintendo systems, bam, you got Nintendo clones at the yin yang boat. They're selling these things. Everyone's selling these suckers. You know, the uh, the clientele are snaggletooth. They're a good bunch. They're a friendly bunch. And when you're not there, they're just sitting outside their booths shooting the crap with all their other hillbilly buddies. Right. It's really a social network as well as a marketplace. That's right. And then they've got some chaw. Mm-hmm. You got to have some chaw in. If buddy. you're not if you're not comfortable well. around chewing tobacco, you should not go to the hillbilly flea market. I've heard people badmouth the hillbilly flea market for being a, a group of uh, vagrants or or backwoods yokels, but these people uh, don't understand the aesthetic of Greenup County, Kentucky. Right. That's just the way people are there. They're good old school, old fashioned people. They're not trying to screw you. You know, they want your money. There's a guy that sells old albums. You'd love this guy, Boat. He's a real old school album collecting guy. He knows all this stuff. You got your guy that sells like old. He, he, every flea market you go to in West Virginia, Kentucky, has these people selling food. Where do they get this food? It's little Debbie cakes yep. and chips. And what you do? Where the hell does this stuff? Well, come you take from? it you out of the box of, and you put it in your own box and then you sell it. That's how it works. It's out of. Well, here's how it is. It's out of date. That's how they sell this stuff because people have dumped it and they sell it. But it's still good. Right. I mean, are you kidding me? Then you got people selling books. There's always a guy that sells like a million, a million books. paperbacks. They're all Harlequin romance. That's right. Yep. Or vamp books of vampires. Yep. And then you got you got you got a couple people selling video games. Right? They don't know what they they know what's going on because they got eBay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Otherwise, they're completely oblivious. I told you by the time I was there to buy the cocoa. And all they were talking about was how the communists are taking over the state parks. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that conversation. The China communist Chinese. They're buying up all the state parks in the country. These are the kind of topics and conversations you're going to stumble into at the Hillbilly Flea Market. I hope that shed some light on it, buddy. Thank you, Aaron. That's probably been the most concise explanation of the Hillbilly Flea Market that's ever been I, put the... I need to release that video, but I'll have to dig that you up. You should. You should. Yeah. Rushi asks, if you were at the Hillbilly Flea Market and bought an unassuming magical lamp that when rubbed revealed a wimpy genie that allowed you to choose any one Lego set from their entire history, which would you pick? Yeah. Well, the genie would be would probably be Buck Owens, would be my guess. Or maybe like Buck Owens on our Discord or Buck Owens from no, Hee Haw. Buck Owens, the real the Buck Owens, okay. Singer. A Hee Haw member would be or Junior Sample. Junior Sample might be the genie. No, Junior Sample. Oh, okay. Remember him from the Hee Haw show? No. Uh, and so what, the question was, what Lego set right. would they give out? Oh, sh- what would you? Listen, I don't, yeah, were you were you fun. a Lego guy back in the day? Listen, if it was at the Hillbilly Flea Market, it'd be Meglo or whatever. It would be the <laughs> off-brand yeah. of Lego. All right, you're not going to get Lego. Are you kidding me? Where the you city folk might have Lego, but we've got whatever the heck the sec the secondary dupe Duplo or whatever would be. Mega blocks is get. what you're looking for. That's right. Yeah. And what you would get would be some sort of barn. I would be my guess. I'm some kind of barn place. Okay. I'm going to actually answer this question. I, I would love to have the Falling Water Lego architecture set from uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. That thing is mega, mega big bucks. It's like six or seven hundred bucks now. Very snooty, but yes, yes. All right. Um, Rushi also asks, "What is your budget no-name soda of choice, and what foods do you like to pair with it?" Everybody knows about RC Cola and Moon Pies or Peanuts and Coke, but what homebrew concoctions do you enjoy? Shasta and Honey Buns? There it is. Do I have to say anything? Have I, have I, have I not built this enough, Boat? You, Diet, yeah, you sh- Big K, Dew Drop, Citrus Drop Extreme, Boat. That's what I drink. All right. 
I don't really drink soda, so I, I can't comment. What about the diet soda water? That's sort of like soda. That, 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 that stuff is nasty, and I will not. I will not condone it. Um, yeah. Laurent asks, "What would honey buns? Yes. What would be Sorry. your ideal occupation? Not in the sense of laying in the sun by massaged by a horde of goddesses, but rather in the what constructive activity would you like to be doing if you had the choice?" Hmm. You got a thought on that boat? Yeah. I, I'd be a band director. <laughs> What would you be? I'm sorry. I'd be a band director. I'd, I'd do exactly what I'm doing right now. I think I would choose a pro bowler. Pro bowler would be my choice. Really? Yeah. I like bowling. Do you? I like LeBron. In all LeBron the years Lebowski. I've known you, I've never once been bowling with you, and I've never once heard you going bowling. I go bowling. I've got a unique approach, and I, I enjoy bowling. I'm just thinking, here's my philosophy here, Boat. Now, you're not... You're not let me explain, right? So we would choose a, a profession that would get you paid, right? You're on TV, right? Because ESPN2 is carrying something. And this is the perfect time to be a bowler because it's a sport where it doesn't require a big crowd, right? So there's that. Bowlers can be sort of rotund, which I am, right? And I'm a, I bowl. I have, I'm a decent bowler. So just to amp my bowling skills up, Bowlers make prize money. I know that from uh, Rich's dad was a pro bowler, and he would make a few bucks now and again. And he was a low-level bowler. I would want to be one of the top bowlers. You get to you get to tour the country. You know, bowling always have some good arcades. They have a good concession stand. It seems like a win-win. Okay, now really answer the question. No, that wasn't answered. What's wrong with pro bowler? Okay. Okay. Let me let me reframe this. If you could do anything with the skills that you currently possess, what would you do? Boy, <laughs> the skills I currently possess. Yeah, you've got tons of skills: nunchuck skills, bow staff skills. Oh, oh you compare me to Napoleon Dynamite, bow? <laughs> no, I just have to quote. I know I, that's why you're I going have to there. quote that. But seriously, though, like with with uh, with everything that you know how to do. Like, and you can make a living with any of that stuff. What would you like to do? I would like to host a radio show. Okay, that's what I'm because you could, you could definitely do that. What would you? What format no, would you? Do? What format would you do? Would it be like Stern? I would like, no, I don't like Stern. I would like to do like a a, a a radio drama revival, and I would like to be the host, sort of like Elvira. Uh, um, no, not Elvira. You dipstick. I'm talking about somebody. I mean, I like Elvira, but she didn't host radio she shows. She hosted. What good are What good are the tatas on the radio? They're not going to do jack squat for your you. Your voice is like a tata. No, it's not. I would. I would like to be like uh, what, like the CBS Radio Mission Theater. Somebody like that who comes and hosts it, and then occasionally also performs in, in the in the in the show. Something like That's that. That's awesome. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Can you imagine Elvira on the radio? No. What's the point of that? Yes, I agree completely. Are you kidding me? Pack Billy asks, what's your favorite place you've ever been? It can be anything from a city down to a supermarket. Now, you've been many, many places. So this is probably harder for you than it is for me. Now, my favorite place I've ever been, I'll tell you. I, you know, I love the beach, Boat. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm always shocked to hear you talk about how much you love the beach. I don't peg you as a I'll, beach bum. I'm a beach. I'm a from. I'm from the Jersey Shore. Uh, yes, folks. yes. So it's ingrained into me. All right. 
and I love the beach. And I'll have to say, uh, the last time we went to Carolina Beach, you know, that beach has a bad rep for being sort of uh, wonky mm-hmm. with a bunch of bad elements involved. But I really enjoyed that. There, the historical aspects of it, the beach itself, you know, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the old woman was on her best behavior for once, and the kid had a good time. So I would say somewhere on the coast. Now, I do like the Nags Head area. So probably, some, but the thing is, it's inundated with tourists. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'd want to go somewhere sort of south of the Carolina coast area where there's not that many tourists. But I, I would like to live on the beach. I think that's where I'd like to go. But yeah, the I'd say the Carolina Beach area, I really enjoyed that. For me, it would be the Japanese countryside for sure. Oh, give me, give me, give me Japan. Give me a nice public bathhouse. Give me a band because if you've ever seen, you're making a face at the public bathhouse. That's right, Bo. I am public. Let me tell you something. If I strolled into a public bathhouse and saw your naked honey sticking out, that's no buys, man. I don't want to see that. Listen, everybody wants to see that. No. One- give me a uh, give me a, a good Japanese band to direct. I'd be happy. That's all I want. No. Huh? Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. So you're telling me your naked, white, Caucasian butt's going to stroll many, into a, bam, Japanese bathhouse? How many? Have you done that before? Yes, of course I have. Why? Because it's awesome. Can't you take a bath at home? No. Listen, man, you don't know the joys of the public bathhouse unless you've gone. I'm not talking about, like, 1970s San Francisco public bathhouse. It's a different thing over there. You get naked, you shower up, you soap down, you shower up again, then you get in the hot pool, then you get in the cold pool, then you get in the sauna, then it's back to the cold pool. No! How comfortable are you with being around tons of other naked men? Not comfortable, bro. You would not like it. Listen, I'm not rolling in Japan and and, and dropping trowel and going into a public bathhouse. What's the advantage of that versus a private bath? Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, asks... Now, wait a minute. Hold on a second. No, no, no. We're not done yet. You didn't answer the question. If you're soaked up and naked in your own bathroom, why do you need to be soaked up and naked in front of a bunch of other men? Okay. What is the appeal of I, that? I'll tell you what the appeal is. The appeal is right. is that you are surrounded by nature. Okay? So if you go, if you go to one of these public bathhouses... Uh, you've seen anime before. You know how it goes down. There's tons. There's a tentacle in there. No, there's tons of trees around <laughs> and stuff like that. There's tons of bamboo. What? In a bathhouse. Yes. There's bamboo up in there. Yeah. And trees in a bathhouse. Yeah. And then you just strike up the conversation. Aren't there a bunch of naked Japanese guys yeah. in the bathhouse? You just you're talking to a naked Japanese guy in the bathhouse. Listen, man, if you're not talking, to what naked, do you say to him? You say nice wang. Yeah. I mean, what are you possible? No, no, that's not what you say. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. That's a horrible answer. Move on. Okay. Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, writes, If you had to choose a game character to come back as, what would you pick? And where would you most like to haunt? Or who would you most like to haunt? A game character I could come back as, is what you're saying. Hmm. I had to ponder this for a minute. The the first thing that comes to mind, Boat... I've never even played this game, but I know about the cutscenes and and the general bad, uh, super awesomeness of the guy. It's the dude from God of War. Oh yeah, Ares. Kratos. They got Kratos. That's right. He's got hot chicks in the cut in the in the mini games. Yep. He's got all kinds of power. He looks like a stud. He's all jacked. You know, ripped, chiseled, jacked. I would pick that guy. 
I'm sure the games are fine. I've never played them. <laughs> I would go with Mario. Oh, I knew it. That's the lamest because, answer. No. Mario. Because you know why? Because no. when you go to haunt, because who are you going to haunt? You're not going to haunt somebody you like. You're going to haunt somebody you don't like. So what you're going to do is you're going to hide in the closet. Whenever they open the closet, you're going to go, it's a me. You're going to haunt. That's the only reason. Huh? That's it. I thought maybe you get to see Luigi and Bowser naked at the bathhouse. Listen, that man, was their, the appeal for bathhouse you. talk out of you. You're creeping me out with this stuff. Move on. Chris Folds. Oh, um, oh, okay. Here's one more question from Paul. What game world would you choose to reside in if asked at the Pearly Gates? Hmm. Game world. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, the, the, the beautiful, luscious, vibrant world of Lionheart comes to mind. Mm. With all those ugly However, beetles. Listen, the beetles are helpful. They help you get up to the vines. That's true. Don't, come on, these are good bugs. Uh, but uh, uh, if I had to pick a game with lush environments for me to, to exist in it would probably be one of these japanese role-playing games if you look at the uh like pokemon or something mm -hmm. comes to mind they, like let's look at the world of pokemon right you got ash this kid who's like 12 or whatever he roams from woods and stuff he lives on his own he has these adventures everyone's friendly they all love him the world is lovely you got a bunch you could do a bunch of animal on animal fighting with these Pokemon, I would go with the World Pokemon boat. That's where I'm going to go. Okay, I don't think that's a bad answer. Um, mm. I would probably go with the world of Super Mario Sunshine. You're on a lush tropical that's not isle. What I thought you would say. What What did you think I was going to say? You know that 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 uh, that crazy popular farm game you love. What's that Animal thing called? Animal Crossing. That's it. I thought you would go there. Well, here's you the could, problem with Animal you Crossing. You for it with a bunch of animals. The problem with Animal you know, Crossing could... is that you're limited to only one. Like, the world is very small compared to, yeah. like, the world of Pokemon or something else. So I'd want something where I could roam around a little bit. I see. And you don't want to do any farm work, do you? Oh, my you? gosh. Manual labor is the last thing I need what, in my you, life. Where you would have, if you went to that world, you have to bring Eep with you <laughs> <laughs> to do all the work for you while you sit back and drink pina colada. That's right. Chris Folds asks, this is a good question. If you could automate one aspect of your daily life, what would it be and why? Easy. <clears throat> That's an easy one, Bo. Going to the can. Really? I, yeah, I enjoy I my I, can time. No, I want, I want that taken care of like automatically. Like, I don't have to be involved. Would you rather you know, not be involved? How would that work? I'd rather not be involved. I can... Um, through the use of uh, um, beaming technology, like in Star Trek, I would like the waste to be removed from my body and then automatically distributed into the uh, into the appropriate uh, you know peripheral. That's what I'd like to see happen. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because think about it. I'll, I'll, another one, boat sleeping. If you could get rid of that, for example, let's say they could take your brain out, condition it, a la. Little computer people have the little robotic hand come out and go like this, mm -hmm. you know, and then your brain's good to go for another twelve hours. I would that would be number two. Okay, but the bathroom would be number one. Ha, no pun intended. Uh, for me, it would definitely be getting up in the morning. Like if my alarm could go off, and then all of a yeah. sudden I could just blink my eyes and I would be fully dressed and ready to go and start my day. Then I would love that. Well, bathroom would be more convenient, but I just. Think of how much you get done. Think about all you enjoy your bathroom. Think time, about all you? the Twitter videos I watch while I'm on the can. I wouldn't want to give Creepy. that up. I don't want to think about that. 
What are the Japanese guys beside you thinking when you're sitting there with your phone? Listen, man, there's no toilet in the public bathhouse. Yeah, I bet there is one. Don't lie. There probably is. Um, Rushi asks... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I almost skipped Mr. Cola. Mr. Cola asks, are any of you Trekkies? If so, what's your favorite series and why? Well, we had an a, a incredible discussion. Trek Talk with Amigo Aaron. That's right. Where I held court amongst the other Trek people. Uh, of course, the boat. anyone that watches or listens to this show knows that the answer, the correct answer, is the original series. Star Trek, the original series with Spock, uh, Kirk. you got Bones, Scotty, Uhura, Hot, by the way. you got Sulu, Chekhov, everybody, the whole gang. That was the best Star Trek there ever was. Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, enough said. Uh, I think I ranked them Star Trek the original series, Star Trek the Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Enterprise, Star Trek Voyager, and then Star Trek Picard, bringing up the rear, unfortunately, but that's the way I look at it. What about you? You're not a big Trek guy, are you? I was a huge Trek guy back in the day. Um, I think I've regaled you with tales of being outside on the bleachers behind the middle school, oh, designing yeah. my shuttlecraft with Chad. I forgot about your geekery. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, you were a, and a colossal geek. Yeah. Thank God you were foreign, Bo. Um, but the the only shows that I've ever watched are DS9 and Voyager. Um, or, no, sorry, DS9 and Next Gen. I watched Next Gen every night. It used to come on at like 9 or 10 o'clock at Fox every single night. And I had this I had this little black and white TV in my room, and I used to watch that. <laughs> yes, I love yeah. it. I love that. Yeah, um, and I remember, do you remember this? Do you remember when they used to play the, like, it's 9, 10, and your local Taco Bell is still open. They'd show, this might have been, this was probably like 94, 95. So you were already a grown man by this point. And you were also living in Lexington, so they probably didn't live in, they, they didn't roll that commercial then. But I still remember that. It was good times. I watched most of the, the, uh, the and I remember dad, my dad actually watched the last episode of Next Gen with me because I told him it was a big deal. He had no idea what was going on. Um, you know, I love, first of all, before you could, I love the fact that you had a black and white TV in your room. Then it was it on an antenna or did you have cable? It was on an antenna. It was, it was a weird thing. It was a combination AM, FM, stereo, cassette player, and television all in one. And the cassette player was removable and you could put batteries in it and turn it into a Walkman. You know, before we continue, I looked on the, in the disc, in the uh, chat here. And, and Doug from 10 Minute Omega Retrocast just popped in with the stupidest answer I've ever read. <laughs> Doug, I love you to death, my friend, but DS9 and Voyager is your top two? Call me when the shuttle lands, pal, because that is a discrediting response. You've got the original series as the worst Star Trek. Are you kidding me, pal? Get that out of here. Now, getting back to you, Boat. I, I used to have a black and white TV myself, and I was the only kid around that had one. And I used to have the antenna, much like yourself. There was no way to hook cable to this, so I took a bunch of duct tape, and I took the cable from our cable TV and duct taped it to the antenna, wow. and it worked. It worked. Very, you could actually get that. Yeah, man. I, uh, I was only watching network stations, so you know, but I could pick up Fox. It was played on Fox, and I remember that was yeah. the first time. That was back when Rush Limbaugh used to have a TV show. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Disaster. And it, it, it was like a 15-minute show. It came on between like 11 and 11.15, and then it went off. It was, Did you watch his show? I had no idea what he was talking about, because I was in middle school. But anyway. It start, and it was Star Trek time. The worst was Picard. Picard started off so strong. Remember, remember when me and you and Matt and Chad were watching it, and the first episode came on, and we were like, man, this is going to be great. 
And then they yeah. started gouging out people's eyes, and it sucked. And it. And then Picard was treated like absolute, like the worst form of garbage. You saved the universe three times. Screw you, loser. That's I couldn't believe that. Garbage. Garbage. Yeah. But yeah, D we were on the same page. Yeah, DS9 is my favorite because that was the only one that I really watched when I was so it had that it had an arc and I thought it was cool. I don't know. I will probably never watch Star Trek again, um, because I don't know. So it was cool. <laughs> Oh no we, just, no! we just lost the stream. No. Ah. Oh. All right, we'll move on to the next question. I'm going to stop and restart the stream. Man, we went all the way down to Z. Are you still here, Aaron? No, you're not. I can you're coming in in and out real bad. Okay. It's amazing though that we are still able to record this. Like I can still see you just fine. And um so anyway, I'm gonna stop and restart the stream and see if that that helps. Okay, you're it's it's getting better. Can you you but you can still hear me? We can still continue, right? I can hear you, but you sound like garbage. Okay, I'm gonna stop and restart the stream. Now I think I've just uh. Although I will say that we were streaming for like four and a half hours and we had no problems, so it was, I call that a win. Okay. Um, so here's the next question, Aaron. What right. uh, Rushi asks, what's the most recent game that you've purchased for a system that isn't dead or on homebrew life support? I don't care. The most recent... Don't count PC. So the most... Let me get this straight. The most recent game I've played for a, for a console that is dead. Right. Well, it doesn't have to be it dead. It would be... Like, okay, what's the newest console that you have? Xbox 360. Okay, what was the last game that you bought for the Xbox 360? Pa uh, Burnout Paradise Island, I think, was the last one I bought. Okay, that is the answer of that question. Although I was going to say, if it was for a dead computer, it would be Drift. <laughs> Just Except that you didn't, that you, right you didn't buy it. That's true. I, you're right. I, if I had to buy it, yeah. It would have been that. I bought a bunch of Xbox 360 games, but I think Paradise Island was the last one I actually bought. That was new, you know, newish. For me, it is uh, Katamari Damacy Forever. Uh, Katamari Forever for the PS3. I bought a PS3 only for that game. Did you buy a Wii U for just one game? I bought it for Mario Kart. It was a mistake. I will, you know, I, I got to say something. Uh, me and the boy have been playing Super Mario 3D World. 3D World on the Wii U. Mm -hmm. This is a, this game. I, I don't know. Maybe this is widely heralded or something. This is an unbelievably good game. Uh, this game eclipses all the other Mario games times ten. It is off the freaking charts. Good. I can't believe how original. How they keep coming up with original material for these Mario games is unbelievable. I don't know who they got working on this stuff, but it is already. Have you played it? Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's included on that coin ops build that I have. And I played uh -huh. through the first level, and I was very impressed with what was going on there. So, well, you—I mean, every level is. It, there are so many unique elements in this game, and I have, you know, Luke's got Mario Odyssey for the Switch, mm -hmm. which I haven't played, and it, I've heard it's good. You're right? How it could beat this? I don't know how. This game, and y'all you know, played most of the Mario games. This game is literally—I'm stunned at how good it is. So, full props to Nintendo. There's a reason why they're still around, Boat, and they've outlasted Sega, 
because their first party crap is off the charts. Have you played that? Uh, Great have game. you played that new um, Super Frog? Oh no, you haven't, because they didn't make one because the first one was awful. Rushi asks, like "What are you most looking forward to seeing in a movie theater once they open it up again?" Nothing. There's nothing coming out that I care about. What about you? Same. I don't like going to the movies, and I don't really watch movies. So I like going to the movies, but they cost eight million dollars. Here's and my the movies all, are all crap. my favorite part about going to the movies is after you get your popcorn and you walk down the hallway to go into the theater and you get that sort of yeah. like tingly feeling and you're like yeah. oh boy I'm at the movies but then once the movie starts it's awful so yeah you know when I used to go to the old Keith Albee you really got that real special feeling because you're in this old classic theater or maybe or the Kentucky theater was like this. And the only time I get a real special feeling at the theater is when they're playing an old movie that I know is good. Right. And there's a packed house, it's like a midnight movie, like a Rocky Horror mm-hmm. or a Shock Treatment or or uh, uh, something like that, a cult classic that I really enjoy. I will be very happy for those. Or I'll tell you something else: going to see a a, a, a Riff Tracks live if they've got a real, if they got a big crowd in there and they've got a real good flick, I get a nice feeling. But otherwise, most modern flicks, you know, we've been off all this time. I've watched like one or two movies. Yeah. I, just haven't, I just don't care. There's, I just, even stuff that I would normally like, it's just like, eh, you know, I don't care. That I much, agree you with know? you 100%. Um, Roshi asks, when was the last time you had a moving violation in your car? <laughs> what an ironic question, because I just got oh, one. Oh, really? I got one two days, three days ago. I, I left, I went to go get Teresa and Luke a McDonald's, all right? I pulled out the, uh, um, uh, pulled out the, uh, you know, the housing development, and I saw a police, like a jeep on my butt. It was a big the blazer right. where they are. Yeah, blazers. And I knew I was screwed right away because these guys. I, I listen. I I work with the cops, so I went to take the back way to McDonald's, and he got me to housing development. Pulled me over. Bam! He got me for running a stop sign at the uh, entrance of the housing development up here, uh, which is ludicrous uh, because there was no one there. Mm-hmm. And so I just made a right turn. Well, I didn't make a full stop. Right. This is one of those rules that make you not like cops. Right. I'll be honest with yep. you. It's when they come out, fundraiser time. Mm-hmm. Listen, I can't go into too much of my anger because of the obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but I wasn't pleased. What about you? It's been a long, uh, it's been a long time. Uh, I think 2012 was the last time. It was in Milton, uh, I was coming back from choir practice over at Jim's Camping. You familiar with Jim's Camping? Absolutely, yep. yeah. Uh, I was probably going like 50 and a 40 or something like that. Got nabbed. Yeah. $250 ticket. Sucked. Yeah. 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 They uh, they hit me up for 180 boat. And they said, I told the chick, I'm like, 180 Good God. She goes, listen, goes, that's the cheapest ticket we've got. And I thought to myself, that says volumes yeah. right there. And this is why, this is the kind of crap that drives me nuts because this is the reason why people don't like the police. Right. This, I mean, it's a simple reason right. because of this Mickey Mouse crap mm-hmm. that, and then they charge you out the butt. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, almost all of that is court costs, and you won't go to court. Right. So as an added bonus. So yeah, the whole system in the America is a joke. I agree. There you go. What's your longest continuous period of not getting a ticket? This past period, it's been, I can't remember, decade, probably since mm-hmm. I got one. Yeah, yeah. so you last know, time I they, got they, one was 2012. I've only gotten yeah. probably three in my life, so. 
Yeah, I'm about the same. Probably less than that. Chris Folds asks, what superpower do you want the most and why? I would go with um, immortality. That's it. Okay. That's simple. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I would like to uh, become invisible. I think being invisible would be the best superpower. I don't want to... That sounds like a... That sounds like a disaster. Why? I don't want your invisible, weird boatness walking or creeping around. Listen, man. It, 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 when I go to the public bath... That's it. That's exactly right there is why I don't want it. <laughs> you're, in your, you're in your PJ bottoms and your slippers, and you're drinking something in your weird cup. Your bath, I don't want that sneaking around. Your bath could be my public bath if I was invisible. See, that... You, bam. There you go. L. Curtis Boyle asks... On any platform, what is your favorite simultaneous multiplayer game, and why? Tough question, Boat. I've got to say, I've got to say, Coh, because I play so much of it. But uh, um, I'm going to tell you, I was, I was talking about this earlier to the guys. You know, Warlords is such a great game. Uh, you get the uh, four paddles out and play that with four people. That is. And Worms is a Worms Worms World Party is another one, but I would say Coh just because I've played it for so many years. City of Heroes. What about you? Um, you know, I have so many. There are a ton, a ton of games that I played multiplayer that I love. Um, Goldeneye on the N sixty four is great. I'm talking about couch co op. I'm not talking about online. Online's crap. Um, playing Worms with a bunch of people around, although I didn't really do that that much because I didn't have a Dreamcast when I was in the peak of my... Uh, but I'd say probably it's a lot of N64 games. Um, having it's Worms on every system. Having, it's on having those four ports in the front of the system it was huge. Um, so probably GoldenEye <laughs> and, and Mario Kart and Mario Party. Mario Party gets a bad rap, but I, it's, it's a lot of fun to play with your buddies. Me and the boy played a ton of Mario Party. I forgot one, which would be uh, Toko Roshinden for the PlayStation, Toko Roshinden 2 and 3 uh, uh, for the Dreamcast that was for the wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Me and my buddies played the crap out of that for years and years and years. And we would play, we would watch Monday Nitro and Raw and play the game. We had two TVs mm -hmm. at the, and it was, I remember that, and I would have these huge cookouts. This is when wrestling was hot. Yep. We had a big cookout. We'd have like that 10, was sort 12, of, 15, 20 people there, and it was awesome. That was when you were in your prime in Lexington, too, right? That was when you were at the I'm height of your I'm in my prime now, No, now. no. When you were in Lexington, you had the house. You had the Tron, the environmental disc of Tron. You were at the height I'm of your power. I'm house now. I didn't have the environmental disc of I wouldn't fit through the front door. Mm. Yeah. Pixels of Dawn asks, what is your favorite game based on a TV series? Uh, Minder. Really? That's crap. I loved Minder. That's a great show. No, but the game is crap. It's not crap. What? The my favorite game based on TV show. Let me th go ahead and answer. I'll pause. The Adams Family. Done. Well, duh. That was easy for you. Man, you know, there's not a whole lot of great games based on TV series. I mean, all that's the face facts. Uh, um, like who are you? I'm thinking one of my favorite TV series: Star Trek, Wild Wild West. Uh, 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 Firefly, uh, 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 Babylon Five, like most of us didn't get games. True. So I'm bummed. The Prisoner, that didn't get no game. Most of the shows I like don't get a was game. Was the Prisoner? You know? Was that like every corn house, click house, and Ken house put a perimeter out nine nine five zero? 
No, is whatever you said is no. That's not that. No, what is that? None of that. There, there's, Patrick there's a really famous it. speech. It's like every hen house. I don't think that. Oh, the, it's the fugitive. The fugitive is what I'm thinking of. The fugitive and the prisoner are almost the same thing. So you know where I'm coming no, from. No, no, no. Absolutely no. No. The prisoner, Patrick McGowan, the genius, who co who wrote a lot of the episodes, it's a man, the very, very first, the very beginning of the first episode, Patrick McGowan, who was a secret agent, he walks into his off the, the boss's office, he slams his resignation down the table, He's like, I'm out. I'm done being a secret agent. He goes back to his apartment. He's packing his crap. He's going to an exotic vacation island. Well, and you know how this goes, Boat. You're packing for an exotic trip, and a midget walks up with a and gasses you. And that's what happens to him. The next thing you know, he wakes up on the island. He's the prisoner, no, and he can't leave. And that's the basis for the show. It's a great show, and there's never been a game out for the prisoner. So it, which it, it, it's a great, great show. I highly recommend this for anybody that hasn't seen it. But I, you know, I'm trying to think of my favorite games based on a movie or show. It's tough. I can't think of too many. You know, I guess Star Wars. Well, no, that's a movie. Hmm. I don't have one. I have to okay. find it. Well, for now, it's mine. It's okay to not have one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, if you could stop, a uh, Lord Soup asks if you could stop Star Wars oh, being. No, 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 go no. ahead. Go ahead. Say it. No, it was a movie. I keep thinking of movies, not shows. Go ahead. Okay, Lord Soup. I was going to say crawl. Lord Soup asks, if you could stop Star Wars from being so sucky, what would you do and why? What would I do? Well, I guess the most obvious thing to do is to, after the original trilogy, what you do is you go find George Lucas and you chuck him off a cliff. That'd be the, I, I, that's the only thing I could think of. You know, but I can't, that's, that would do it, I think. And, the thing about Star Wars, it's just like Star Trek. Is, inevitably, they're going to make... It didn't matter. Let's say George Lucas uh, spontaneously combusted after he wrote Jedi. All right? He's gone. All right? Some sucker is going to roll up with a dump truck full of money to the Lucas estate. They're going to say, like, hey, we got an idea to make you more money. And they're going to sell out, and then they're going to make some kind of crap. So you, there is no way to get around it. You're boned any way it goes. Yeah, I think that... Um... If you, if Lucas would have let, because the guy that wrote um, um, Empire, um, I can't think of his name, but anyway, if if he would have let him write the prequels instead of Lucas, and if he would have like really Lucas, if he would have just bowed out after the original trilogy, of course you know, of course the famous story is that the whole reason why the prequels even came out is because he was trying to pay for his divorce, so like. It's hard to say if that hadn't happened, if we would have even got the prequels at all. So, um, so maybe that's the answer. We should go and convince his wife to stay right. with her. I think that's the answer. All right, that's like a Back to the Future type thing. Uh, let's see. Um, Rusi asks, "What's your favorite game based on a movie?" You want to say Crawl? Uh, my favorite game based on a movie. That what is yours? The Adams Family. Man, see. That is a pat answer yeah, for you every time. That is, that makes it hard mm. for me. I'm going to go with the vector version of Star Wars. When I first saw this game, I couldn't freaking believe it, Boat. It was Star Wars, and you're blowing up the Death Star. It says vector. That is a great, awesome. that's a great choice. And it talked, you know, use the Force, Luke. And Han was there, and Luke, 
bam, that was a great game. And you sit down in that environmental, mm-hmm. you've got the you got the freaking the controller. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't tell you when I was a kid, Luke Skywalker was the man. He was the you're like, this is the man. Right. And Han and all these guys. Now they've ruined all these guys. But at the time they were awesome. You know, and Darth Vader was a bad dude. You'd screw with that guy, you know. So yeah, I'd go with that. What's your favorite game based on a book? Um, I know your answer. You haven't even thought about it yet, but I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's probably that Call of Cthulhu game of the Dunwich Horror. No, it's not. Game. It's Neuromancer for the Amiga. No, I like the Dunwich Horror game better. Both, no, you do. I think. I don't know. I do. Although that's a good boat. Listen, excellent. Uh, you know, I was surprised. I looked. I was looking at our our stats. That that was one of our most well received episodes. Really? I don't know if you knew. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, which is surprising because, as I recall, that got voted worst game of the year that year by the <laughs> by the uh, jerk fans that tried to screw me. But uh, uh, I think the HP Lovecraft game that's based, let's say, it's based on a, 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 a many of his of his works. I think it's a tremendous game. I'm talking about the one that was out for the Xbox. Uh, uh, I think that was a really gave you the feel for being in in that in that uh, environment. What about you? I, I don't know if I've ever played a good mo- a game that was based on a book. I don't know that I ever have. Like, books are so much more important to me than movies are. Did you ever play that American McGee, Alice in Wonderland? What about that? Something like that. No, that I, I definitely remember when that came out, but I never played it. That was one of those weird PC titles. that when the, Where it's shoot yeah, them up. It's like first-person shooters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know... It, it is... They don't take a lot of, like deep intricate novels and turn them into video right. games i guess like a war and peace or something yeah i mean i guess probably dune 2 is like you know obviously it's a very it's a landmark game and i like the dune book so i'll probably go with dune 2 but that's not a real answer dune 2 i don't recall you being very apt at that game but what are you talking about dune 2 i did it by myself because you were lazing around Lazing? I was almost dead. I was almost dead. That game almost killed me. You picked that as your choice. Okay. And finally from Rushi, what's your favorite reboot of a game or series? Hmm. I have to ponder this for a minute, but what do you got? Uh, probably Street Fighter 2, the movie, the game. <laughs> That's the worst, most stupid answer you could give. I'll give you credit. I'll have to say... They did a version of the Tron game for the Xbox, right? I can't recall the exact name, but it was actually pretty darn good. And you know, I love Tron. I love Tron the movie. I like the Tron, the second Tron, and I like Tron the game. Great game. I own that game. And so they made this other game of it, and it was actually pretty good. And plus, I like the other Trons so with like in television. They were good too. So I'm going to say that one. I'm going to say that Tron for the Xbox was a really good reboot of the Tron series. Uh, I actually have a real answer. Uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition uh, DX2. Um, that is my favorite. Yes. That game ruled. That that Pac-Man Championship Edition is, is really good. Oh, you know, another one is the is when they rebooted Wings. Mm-hmm. The PC. Like, verse, that was great. They did a great job on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, L. Curtis Boyle asks, what's the first game that you ever played in an arcade, on a home game console, and on a home computer? I mean, it has to be on one no, no, of no. all three. Yeah, so what's your first on the arcade, first on the home game console, first on a home computer? 
first in the arcade, it's either Star, it's either Space Invaders or 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 Shootout slash Outlaw. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. You know where you yeah. cowboy mm-hmm. game. I don't know. It's I don't I don't remember exactly which one I saw first. The first game on a console, Pong. There's no doubt about that because that was all there was. <laughs> and what was the third on one? On a home computer. Home computer. Well, the first home computer I ever played on was a bit of the Coco. And so the first game I ever put in the Coco was probably something like, um, oh boy, I'm trying probably something like Poltergeist or uh, uh, what's that game, Canyon Climber. I think it was, it was one of those two probably is the first games I put in the Coco. So that, there you go. What do you got? Um, in an arcade, I really have no memories of playing arcade games when I was, when I was younger. Um, I mean, it could be any... I can tell you that my early arcade memories are A, playing Miss Pac-Man in the Pizza Hut in Hurricane, B, playing uh, RoboCop and or Gauntlet at the Skate Arena, and or Galaxian, (laughs) because that was there too. They always had them like catacornered from each other. Um, And then C, playing Stun Runner when I was in like either 8th or ninth grade. So, I mean, like those are three early arcade memories that I have. I'm sure that I've played other stuff. Oh, uh, stuff too, but I don't remember. Maybe pole position at Pipe Stem. Do you ever... Ex- you know, let's talk about Stun Runner. How great an was awesome that game. game? You sit down in that thing, and it is... I mean, it's good luck, and it, it folds you, and it's awesome. I love Stun Runner, and it, it didn't get a great bunch of home ports because it was it's tough, tough to pull to, yeah, off. It's tough to pull off. But, man... When you got the environmental mm-hmm. of that, it's the it's awesome boat. I love that yeah. game, man. So that's a great. If that was the first game you played, yeah. good God! How I mean, I'm always certain that that's not that. the first game that I played, but that's a, definitely an early memory. Um, and then on a home game console is definitely a Pac-Man on the Atari 2600. My next door neighbor had one uh, when I was very young. And then on a home computer, probably Space Invaders on the 1200 XL. So, wow, yeah, really amazing. Those are, listen, uh, 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 you were you were in the arcade after they had been oh, well yeah. established. They were dying. <laughs> and so, you know, when I was there, you had Space Invaders, you had Shootout slash Outlaw slash Cowboy, whatever it was. There wasn't much else. That was pretty much it. Uh, so I, I just, I had to be just like Pong. There was no other choices. You're playing Pong. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, so I for you, at least you got some choices Absolutely. as to what you played. Um yeah, brutal bear. Oh, and I'll tell you another thing that's different between you and I probably is that I played. You know, obviously for years and years and years, I was playing on home systems before I even walked into an arcade. Uh, right. See, as I, I, there right. were no home systems when right. I was there. Yeah. Uh, brutal bear. Cuda asks, pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Hell yes. Uh, Hell yes. In fact, I may have that for uh, dinner tonight. That sounds like I'm a great you. idea. I'm with you. Graham Vebke asks. If you had to be on a reality TV show, which one would you choose? Hmm. Well, probably, hmm. I had to be on there, did I? My gut tells me Ultimate Fighter, just because it'd be cool to see all the fighters, but then I would get murdered. So that's, that, that's, that is. What about the, the one about the lady wrestlers? That's. What's it I don't called? know. It's like the W. It's on the network. The, I don't know what you're talking there's... about there. Oh, oh, yeah, Total, Total Divas. Divas. Yeah. Well, I, the thing is, I couldn't contain my hate. 
on that show. Uh, and I like a lot of those divas, but they're all hot. Don't get me wrong. But that is that's not the that's worst I choice. I thought you would go there, now yeah. think about it. I guess I would pick Keeping Up with the Kardashians because I would want to be on that show and you wouldn't know I was there, right? And then you would see me creep out from behind like a bureau with a folding steel chair. And I would bonk. Every Kardashian I saw would bonk with his chair. It would be like a Kardashian croquet boat. I would I would, I would, drop the hammer like Thor. So I, just to do the world a favor, I would smash these Kardashians, boat. That's going to be my choice. And by the way, give Bruce Jenner one, too. Everybody okay, gets one. Okay. Um, for me, it would be the one with Ozzy. What was the, What was his show? Uh, yeah, the Osborne, yeah. Osborne family. I, just because yeah. it would be cool hanging out with Ozzy. Uh, you remember how cool Ozzy? You know, when I was a kid, uh, I, I I remember earlier I made. I don't know if I, I can't recall when this came up. We were talking about people doing uh, graffiti, and I and uh, uh, everyone back when I was a kid, the graffiti was just Ozzy's name. Really, it was everywhere. Just write Ozzy. You remember? Yeah, on bridges. On like uh, walls, Weird. Ozzy. That's Weird. all it was. Like that was the that was the thing, you know. So think about it. Ozzy went from that to like this doddering yeah, idiot pool. who everyone makes fun of for being mm -hmm. a moron. You know, it's it uh, kind of sad. I love it. Uh, how many bones have you broken? No bones. No bones. I've never broken a bone. No, I've not broken one time. my hand before. Yeah. I, really? I, what I punched a wall in a fit of rage. You're kidding. No. What were you so mad well, about? Well, this was probably 2004. You broke yep. your own hand, and I was working at Apple in Clarendon, in Arlington. Yeah. That and um, my uh, my ex fiance was also working there, and uh, and mm -hmm. she she was she your ex? Yeah, at the time? and she walked in with her new guy, and she was oh. showing him off. That's it was a deep, a deep cut, cut. and so I went into the back room because I was working in the back of the house at the time. And yeah. I just hit that wall as hard as I could. You were hard. And then as soon as I did it, I was like, man, what a monumentally stupid thing to have done. Because my hand swelled yeah. up to like a club. My hand became like a club. Did I go to the hospital? No. I went across the street to the Italian restaurant. I got some food. And then I noticed my hand was starting to hurt real bad. And then I went to the hospital and then I was in a cast and it was no good. You know, you're normally I wouldn't associate you with a bunch yeah. of rage, but when it comes to the ladies, right, they can get you in a they in a can. tizzy. You know, my my buddy uh, the bees, and that's all he needs to be called on here. He had a real anger problem, and and I remember one time he came into my house and he got mad about something, and he punched one of my. I was at my mom's house. He punched a one of these folding closet mm. doors so hard that it came off wow. the hinges. You know, he punched a crap. He, and I, th and I remember thinking to myself, you know, I've got to put that door back mm -hmm. on, you know. And so effectively, this was the end of my rage because I'm too, I don't, I'm too lazy and cheap to go crazy because I watch uh, other people, yeah. let's just say, throw mm -hmm. stuff and wreck stuff. And inevitably, I've got to be the guy that cleans this crap up like the, like right. the doofus. So it made me not get so mad to where I wreck my own stuff because I'm cheap. And not be so mad that I wreck stuff because I don't want to clean it up because yeah. I'm lazy. So those things, those elements will help you be less rage. Yeah. I will say that since then I have not broken any bones. I've been very lucky. You've got a you've got a great woman. She digs you, you know, and so it all yeah. worked out. You know, plus you got away yeah. from Apple. That's a, it's a double Enough win. Said. 
Um, Graham also asks, why do you think grape flavor does not taste or smell anything like real grapes? I don't think you could recreate the flavorful bouquet of taste that a grape offers. That said, I think artificial grape flavoring in its own way uh, is a fulfilling taste. It's not so much fruit filled, but in a, in a it's a lovely uh, uh, it's a lovely uh, tangy taste that you enjoy. I, I like artificial grape flavoring. And partake in it on occasion, particularly like a grape. Well, I would though. like to call your attention to the to something here on the screen here. This is Alexander the Grape. Are you familiar with him? I'm not. Well, Alexander not the Grape is a cousin to our friend Lemonhead. Okay, okay, yeah, I know him. So Alexander the Grape, I feel like was sort of the he set the standard for what artificial grape should taste like, probably back in the '60s. Yeah. And, uh, really? and ever since then, that is the uh, that is the he was the harbinger. He was the forerunner of today's modern grape flavor. Where did you come I up with that? I used to buy lots of Alexander the Grapes at Skate Arena. It's, is this thing still it's around? Hard to know. It's hard to know about the current whereabouts of uh, Alexander the Grape. Because I would rather have that than the lemon. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely, if you're in for the tang, but not in for like the, the puckering sourness of the lemon head, then yeah. I would go with Alexander the Grape. Because it's the same size, it's the same mouthfeel. If I could find that mouthfeel, mm -hmm. what the hell is mouth that? Feel. It's, a, it's a word. It's a word we use. Yeah. Listen, when you're mean? involved in the food industry like I am, and by the food industry, I mean the business, that's what you say. Yeah. Umami. Well, how are you How are you involved in the food industry? Have you seen my exactly? gut lately? <laughs> Bam. You win, boat. Graham also <laughs> asks, you have access to a single-use magic button that can make just one what? person disappear for any of, any period of time. Who gets it and why? Uh, Boy, I know who this oh might be. Man, it's a that's a controversial. <laughs> that's a controversial button. I may defer to you on that one, boat. You know that. I, I've got to be honest with you. In my life, um. There are really no people that I, I I can't stand that much. So, and I feel like if there were those people, I would not want to name them live on the air. <laughs> so is this is this current times or like throughout history? This is up to you, man. About? It's whatever you want it to be. Let's uh, let's say it's throughout history, and I'll pick him. Yeah, I think that? you win. Bam, Hitler, you win. There you go. Rushi asks, "Do you like Banksy? And if so." What would you say is his favorite or your favorite piece of his art? Is it Banksy, one of our Discord members? <laughs> yes. Banksy's one of he's he is, been a right? longtime supporter of Amigos. Do you know who Banksy is? I don't know. I, he's a graffiti right. artist. So you do know who he is. I do. Uh, uh, in terms of his art, I can't pick out one piece. They're all so glorious. Why don't you, I'll defer to your brilliance. I like the one where he set it up so when they, they bid on it for like a million dollars and it sold, it immediately shredded itself. Really? He yeah. did that, did he? He's he's real. That is yeah. boss. Um, he, you know, he's one of these guys that he's just like everybody else, you know? It's like you start out all edgy and cool and then everybody's buying your books at Urban Outfitters or whatever. And so... I, what do you mean? Everyone's like that? They Listen, man, Monet... <laughs> Michelangelo. Are people shredding? Are people shredding our T-shirts somewhere? Is that what's happening? I don't. Know. Give me a break. Um, yeah, Banksy. He's all right. 
you know, I, I'm neither here nor there. There, are, there's definitely art that I like more than Banksy, and there's art that I like less than Banksy. Um, here's a question right. for you, Aaron. Do you put honey in your green tea? Um, I don't drink green tea or honey, so no okay. and no. I don't like uh, tea, and I'm not a big fan of honey. Uh, I like the honey. My, my answer is yes. Uh, I, I drink green tea from time to time, and I do put honey in it, especially if it's matcha green tea, which is hella horrible when you don't put anything in it. I don't know how people drink tea. You know, they stop stuff for tea time. I, don't, I can't get well, you, that. Well, you don't like coffee either, right? You don't like coffee either, right? Yeah, so I don't, you're just sort I don't of like, like anti-hot drink. What, what is tea always hot? Most of the time, I mean, it is everywhere except for America. What about iced tea? America, iced tea is an American thing. They don't have iced tea no, over in the UK. Nobody drinks iced tea. You're no. kidding me. Do you know why iced tea was invented? Because okay. everybody in the South was freaking hot all the time. Nobody gets freaking hot all the time That's in true. the UK. Okay, fair enough. Good, good Pixels point. Pixels of Dawn asks, "What retro game do you actively dislike that is generally loved by fans?" Um, I'm going to say Castlevania, but okay. I don't get this. I don't. Get, I would say The Legend mm -hmm. of Zelda, but there is some semblance of that I can understand because I did play the further iterations of it. You know, like the uh, what the Ocarina and Time with the N64 mm -hmm. ones. I had a pretty good time playing with those. You know, I thought a total goof. But the Castlevania series, I, people love this series, and I don't see how it's that great. I mean, on the NES. There's tons of great NES games, and I just don't see this as like a top tier mm -hmm. game. Uh, but people love it. Now, that much said, it's not like I was great at it. It's not like I was getting far into the game to see the, all the awesome content. So uh, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that my word is law. But to me, I just didn't get it. There's plenty of other games that uh, I wonder why people like them, but they're games I haven't tried, you know, because they're not my bag, like RPGs, Japanese RPGs and stuff. So. And I know some people like them, but a game like Castlevania is my bag, all right? It's uh, jump around, hit stuff with the whip, that sort of thing. It's sort of my bag action adventure game. I just never thought it was mm -hmm. that great, you know? So that's that's the one that comes to my mind. Now, and the Amiga version is absolutely yeah. garbage. We I'll, all agree, I'll, I'll agree with yeah. you that I think Castlevania is, is rather overrated. I would say there's a ton of NES games that I think are, you know, people love that I think are, are overrated. Um, but I mean, I've got to go back to the Amiga because like the Amiga, like it's literally like the top 10. If you look at any, any like magazines, top 10 Amiga games of all time, they're all, I hate them all. Like, okay. Super frog. It's, it's not good. It's not a good game. Shadow of the beast. It's the worst. It's the dirt worst. Cannon fodder. Who can get past the second level? Nobody. Um, Wait a minute, cannon yeah. fodder? It's what? not that good. Cannon no, awesome. everybody says it's awesome, what? but it's really not. Nobody's sitting down playing cannon fodder. Everybody gets to the same point where they can't go on. I got past that. I got way past the second level. I Let's like see. cannon fodder, man. Now that I I don't Let's agree see. with you on that. That's a that's you're on your own, pal. I'm Settlers. Now. That's a game that tons of European people love. That I can't stand. I can't even stand to look at those guys. Freaking losers um not not the european guys i'm talking about the actual settlers themselves they don't look cool yeah, yeah. um let's see what else yeah i but i would i would agree with you castlevania i think is highly overrated 
I think the first Legend of Zelda, actually the first two Legend of Zelda games were overrated. See, I don't get those. I'm glad um, you said that. Because like normally, if I mention those, they get murdered. But, I mean, I, everybody talks about how brilliant no. they are. There are plenty of Nintendo games that are just like that. Just go around whacking shit. I know people love them. They're yeah. not my bad. I, I would you know, say it's... There are, there, there's a lot of good it's, NES games. It's the games, opposite of you know? Mario, where, like, Super Mario Brothers, like, the original is legitimately a great game. The first, like, Zelda Absolutely. really didn't hit its stride until the Super Nintendo. Um... But, yeah, I mean, I would say most games... I have a natural inclination to hate what is popular because, like, I'm one of those guys that's, like, too cool for school. Cool yeah. guy. I, cool I freely admit style. that. Um, but... I like what's popular usually because it's usually yeah. good. All the Marios are good. Hey, Metroid, I could understand I the think, feel I think of Metroid, that. Mega Man, Mega good, you know, those yeah. games, I could understand the feel of those, you know? I mean, it, if they've got an appeal, I played them. You know, even when Brent had the NES and it wasn't my bag, I played all those games. They were fun games. You know, the Mario Kart. I, I'm not a huge fan, but I, I'll tell you, another one I didn't like was oh, F-Zero. Yeah. And everyone I seems think to F-Zero, love that one. F-Zero I never liked way that. overrated. I agree with you there. Yeah, I, yeah. I you know, and and you're an NES guy. So I, I can, when you say that, yeah, I feel don't better. Feel because normally I would just get hammered, you know, because, oh, you don't like no, F-Zero, F-Zero, you're garbage. Is, yeah, I don't good. like it. Mario Kart's I feel that way, way about, better. I feel that way know? about ActRaiser, too. Did you ever play ActRaiser for the Super Nintendo? I know of It's one of these games that people just fawn over like crazy, and I don't think that's great. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I agree. Frodo and L asks, what's the weirdest game you've ever played? Huh, weirdest game I've ever played. I will say Top Banana comes to mind because that was a weird game, especially if you consider the backstory, the fact that it was, it was, uh, it was the proceeds were part, you know, it was an environmentally safe game, all that weird mm-hmm. stuff. That always struck me as a, just that's just a weird game. Um, there's a game called uh, Purple Saturn Day. I always thought that was a weird What's game. What's that for? It's sort of like a, it's it's PC. I think I don't know if the Amiga got a port, but a PC got it. A bunch of places got it. I think uh, FM Towns. The uh, it's a game where it's sort of like a space Olympics game, but it was really just a goofy game uh, that I always thought was strange. Uh, there's a game called Weird Dreams that lives <laughs> up to its name. That's another weird one. You know, uh, Katamari Damachi's a weird game. Mm-hmm. It's fun, it's but it's weird. You know, the music's weird. The dialogue's mm-hmm. weird. The characters yep. are weird. So th- those spring to mind. Uh, to me, it's got to be Top Banana. Top Banana, hands down, is the weirdest game that I've ever played. Just everything about it, it's like they, they thought to themselves, what can we do to make this even less appealing? And they did it. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are all weird. And uh, we could probably think of a million more, but those are just the ones that spring to mind yeah. instantly. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite game based on a cartoon or a comic? Well, I would definitely go comic, I would say, because uh, the cartoon basically is generally crap. Although I will say the is the uh, the sixteen uh, bit Batman the animated series games were pretty good. I agree I with thought. you. Like I I did, I mean I disagree um, with you about the cartoon games being crap. Like uh, my favorite cartoon game is definitely. Did you ever play Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers on the NES? No, but I, I didn't like that cartoon. I mean, it may be great, but I never played it. So, I mean, I can only tell and you what not I not to mention that, but DuckTales on the NES is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would probably say my favorite comic-related, because I'm sure it would be comic. The funny thing is, comic is, is it's such an open-ended, uh, uh, um, because because comic-related could be anything. If I'm going to pick one, I would say probably Marvel vs. Capcom 2, 
which uh, takes place during the, uh, I believe that's the one that takes case during the Onslaught story arc. I can't remember for sure. Uh, but I, uh, I like uh, I like all the characters in it, the comic. I like all the Marvel fighting games, or all the old ones. So I would probably put those in there. Although I will say X-Men was really good. The, the Konami, you know, where you fight, fight yeah, guys like and you beat pick up. all the different characters. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Those comic book characters do well in those. But to come off a specific comic, I don't. I can't think of when it comes from a specific comic series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I had to go with an animated series. Gosh, it's it's. Go ahead and give me one, but well, one I th- thing. There are a ton for the for the Nintendo. Um, you, like I said, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, Ducktales for the NES is a classic, like a legitimate classic game. Um, that Mickey game for the for the uh, yeah, Genesis the, the, the really like Castle good. of Illusion. Um, oh, not to mention like Aladdin. Aladdin's a great game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, the, some of the Disney games were fun. Uh, you know, I, I would probably say, uh, God, that is tough. I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything above what you said. You know, maybe something will come okay. to me. But those were all. And those were the all good final choices. question of this edition of Ask the Amigos, Aaron, comes to us from Brutal Barracuda, and he says, "Hottest WWE diva, past or present?" Wow. There have been some very, very um, attractive divas over the years. I have to ponder this for a moment. Um, boy, do you have a thought? I on could this, not bro? name one. You don't I know could, all I couldn't of name them. one. You can't name any of the girl I mean, wrestlers from the past yeah, or present. I, like, you know, some of them early, like China. Yeah, like China. I, yeah, I can name like the old, but like I wouldn't call those people attractive. They're hideous. It's funny because uh, 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 there's a chick there that wrestled her called Paige. Uh, she was British. Oh, yeah, I've uh, heard she, of her. She's been forced. To, she's been forced to retire. When she first came out, she's sort of this like a uh, uh, gothy looking mm-hmm. lady, uh, and I always thought she was super super sexy. But uh, but she did some stuff that was. She did these when her movie came out. She did these like a. Uh, 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 a lot, she did these little promos for the movie, and she looked she just looked mm. horrible. So every time I think of her now, I think of these horrible promos she did for this for this god awful movie. So I'm going to go and say the a girl that keeps coming to mind that I always thought was really a hot chick was Victoria. And plus, you know, I'm a sad person, but as a wrestling fan, because I can't just pick out the hottest chick. I've got to have a girl that's also hot and can also mm-hmm. go right. in the ring. So if I had to pick chicks, it would be Gail Kim uh, would be in the top couple. She was an excellent wrestler, and she's very attractive. And I would say Victoria would be up there. Also very attractive and can go. You've got to be able what to What about? The ring. I know, like, what about the Bellas? Or is it? are there multiple Bellas? The Bellas can't go. The, the Bella okay. Twins can't go in the ring. But you got to be proud of me for knowing chicks. that, though. That is good. Uh, you know, I just I what can't. About who? Who was the um? Who was Macho's uh, lady? Yeah, Elizabeth. She never oh. wrestled. Trish Stratus. Bruno Barry could have mentioned Trish Stratus. A great choice. She was horrible when she started, but she she actually got way better. And at the end, she was sort of a legend. You know, uh, uh, Lita. She was super hot. She but she was she was a, a okay worker. You know, but I saw her get kill herself so many times that it's hard. You know, she would fall on her head, so it's hard for me to get behind her. So I'm going to go with 
I'm going to go with who I say. All right, and that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Ask the Amigos. Thank you to all of our Discord members for writing in, and uh, we will be back next month with another another episode of this wacky show. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Adios.